Hello, I am Molly Wood, host of CNET's Anchorisk Insider. And I am Tom Merritt, host of CNET's Real Deal column. Welcome. You can't really host a column. Just write it. <laughs> I don't know. Your picture's on but it. You get to be a host, and I'm jealous. <laughs> I could stop saying that. I'm Molly Wood, author of the Buzz Report yeah, column. Yeah, stop saying it. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud. We really have... Well, we thought we only had one thing to talk about today, but it turns out we have two things to talk about today, which are somewhat related. And the second thing you probably haven't heard about, well, maybe if you read Slashdot, you've heard about it. But, yeah. uh, the first thing? The first thing you've definitely heard you about. You probably have already heard about. So we will not keep you in suspense for one second longer. Grokster, decision, unanimous decision. But what is the decision? Well, see, the, the decision is, of course, already being misinterpreted everywhere, mm-hmm. but... The decision basically is that you cannot run a P2P company that is solely dedicated to pirating music. That's even that, while well, okay. roughly accurate, you cannot run a, a mischaracterization. Company. You cannot, running a company has nothing to do with it. You cannot induce people right. to use anything you make illegally. Yes. That's, that's the principle of law. And so, what the Supreme Court has ruled is that Grokster was violating the law not because they were running a peer-to-peer network, which is what everybody was all afraid. They're going to try to make peer-to-peer networks illegal. Right. They haven't done that. And they haven't done that. They couldn't agree on it. What they've done is said, what Grokster did was induced people to trade files illegally. And that's what the district court needs to rule on. And they sent it back to the district court. So they didn't even actually do anything to Grokster. No, no, not at all. They just said... The technology is unaffected. Yeah. Let us be very clear about that so that you don't freak out all the live long day. <laughs> they in a, in The Supreme Court sort of copped out a little bit, I think, in they my punted. opinion. They punted. They, they couldn't agree on how to treat it. So they didn't rule on what everybody thought they were going to mm-hmm. rule on, which is the precedent of Betamax. Right. And the fact that they found in Betamax back in the late 70s that it was okay to have Betamax, even though people could make copies of movies, right. because there was a legitimate alternate use. And the good news is that they did leave Betamax alone. They left. They didn't touch the Betamax decision. They didn't change so it. So not only did they not touch P2P technology directly, they also didn't touch Betamax. So in a way, they did us all a little bit of an anticlimactic disservice because they leave the debate yeah, in full force. Absolutely. They leave the conversation going and they basically look for this to be the title of my next <laughs> column. They make P2P the next, the new bong. Yeah. Like it's perfectly legal to have this technology as long as you advertise it as being strictly for legal purposes. Yeah. So all peer-to-peer networks now have to say, here's a peer-to-peer network for you to trade your own files only. Right. To people who already own those things and just need a backup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it's like, we just, (laughs) it's just wink and nudge lawmaking. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it it has not solved the question of file sharing. No. So the, the fair use network. question rages, the, the fair use debate rages. The, the question of what will happen in the future of digital media is still wide open. But you know what? I think legally speaking, they did the right thing. Well, you know, maybe. Because they still, they punted though. And well, I think the Supreme Court, I mean, this is a totally, this is not technology related, but right. they've been punting nonstop lately. Like who's going to decide this if not them? It's going to come back. This question of fair use has to be answered on some yeah, level. Yeah, they punt, but they don't get scored on. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, seriously, legal. I mean, this possibly, and I'm not a legal expert. Like you say, this is a technology podcast. <laughs> what the hell do we know? But, um, but it, it feels to me like maybe this case wasn't the right case to test Betamax. That is possible. And that, that's why the Supreme Court couldn't decide. And so they're, 
we need to wait. Well, but until clearly though, they were case. thinking of testing Betamax. They couldn't decide what they would have decided, mm-hmm. and so they just decided not to test Betamax, which is pretty much a cop out. But it is true, and and it could work in our favor for the technology to say that what was wrong was inducing illegal behavior. Right. If you believe that that's a, you know, I mean, let, let's set aside the legality or illegality of trading files, but right. if if trading proprietary intellectual property over the internet uh, is, illegal, is illegal and you in, yes. and you are saying I'm doing this so people can do it in then that, that should be illegal in that case it is pretty common sense like it's common sense to say you should not be in the business of making people do illegal things and you just admitted that the Supreme Court had common sense yeah that won't happen again <laughs> <laughs> well they may have had common sense but they were also wimps Okay, so and we should we should go that. into the uh, <laughs> the second thing that unless you've read Slashdot today, you might not know about. But it's awesome. Yeah, this this was at the top of Slashdot right as we were beginning the uh, the podcast. The Norwegian Minister of Modernization. First of all, <laughs> right there, Love how Norway. cool is it that they have a Minister Love of Modernization? Them. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, today at a press conference in Oslo, declared that proprietary formats will no longer be acceptable in communication with government. I'm reading this directly from Bin on TV's post on Slashdot, by right. the way. So I'm, I'm not, I got to give attribution there. But propriety formats no longer will be acceptable in communication with government. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. So uh, don't bin, send me, he says, don't send me an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. I'm not happy. Well, he didn't it. use I know, no, no. Microsoft's name at all, but yes. he did. Uh, Bin on TV points out. He referred to the spreadsheet almost everyone uses <laughs> Which is awesome. and uh, apparently said something about uh, this is the last time a plan for information technology would be broadcast on the net in Windows Media. Yes. So it's pretty clear who he's talking to. Yes, it is very clear. And it is awesome. And he said, I clicked through to the story here. He said that all government institutions, both national and local, must have a plan for the source of the use of open source code in the public sector by the end of this year, 2005. They are not messing around. By 2006... Everybody, I guess, every body of the public sector in Norway must have in place a plan for the use of open source code and open standards. Now, that could pose ah. a problem, though. I mean, does that apply to operating systems? Does I that mean know. everybody in Norway is Has l- legally required to use Linux? Because well, I think that's taken it too see, far. See, and that's a whole other question. Like, can you mandate someone to use a non-proprietary? Like, it's sort of a, well, I there, don't know. It's it like is one just, evil for another. It is just saying in communications with the government, correct? Well, I don't know. This 2006 one is unclear, possibly because it's trans- translated from Norwegian. Well, the plan clearly favors <laughs> open source communities and solutions and Linux, Every, but will also favor Apple Computer. Because supposedly they're open source? Well, we're That's increasingly, a whole other argument. <laughs> increasingly open source technologies and open standards are finding their way into the historically proprietary Mac OS. So. Uh, that's what it says I here. think we may have to do a little more studying on this this is very interesting if you have thoughts about it since now we have to go because we used up all our time talking about Groxer yes email us buzz at cnet.com b-u-z-z at cnet.com or call us 1-800-616-CNET and our question for you should the good citizens of Norway be forced to go open source thanks for listening goodbye adios